Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. Coming to you this week directly from the U.S. Open in Naples, Florida. The sound will be a little different than you're used to. There'll be no music at the beginning and the end because we are on location. What I wanted to record a podcast this week about was about the teams that seem to do better than other teams in terms of ultimately their performance and in, in, in advancing and winning the closed matches and, and getting to the medal rounds. What do they do differently than the teams that don't seem to advance as much? And the answer is nothing special. And I'm going to explain that in this week's podcast. So let's talk about what it is that the really good teams or the teams that seem to consistently advance over and over again, what they're doing that is allowing them to to continue to you know basically eke out those gains the three the three not eke out but you know consistently come out ahead on those three game matches uh, you know those tight games that are you know go 11-9 they tend to to get those more than often than not they tend to be in the medal stands more often than not what is it that they're doing in particular to allow themselves to get uh, to get you know to get the win or to or to succeed and what I said earlier was nothing special and I st- I stand by that. Because what those what those teams do is they do a lot of the, a lot of what they have to do or everything they have to do they do it very well. What they don't do is they don't go for the ESPN type of point. They're not trying to hit those crazy shots down the line or you know put extra power on the ball or you know do anything super super fancy. What they do do is they hit the shot that makes the most sense. They play pickleball in a way that that is logical to the game, that flows well with the game. Now, usually they're hitting very safe third shots. Uh, they're hitting you know safe dinks. Uh, what they're not doing is they're not missing their dinks, uh, but they're also not going for uh, shots that just you know at the end of the day, if they hit it, you'd be like, wow, that's a great shot. They don't you, you don't say that that often with those teams because they just don't go for those shots. When they end up in a in a rally that you're applauding for a really good team, say like Ben Johns and Simone Jardim. Usually what it is is, uh, you know, it's like one of those rallies that just kind of develop that way and they just basically end up, you know, fighting through the uh, tough rally and winning it, right? But they don't go into the rally trying to hit, a, you know, a crazy drive over here or hit, a, uh, you know, the sick angle or anything like that. Usually it's only when the situation lends itself or, or, or sort of falls in their lap that they do that. A good example is the around the post. When you look at Simone or Ben hitting around the post, they're hitting the around-the-post shot because the around-the-post shot is perfectly set up for them. In other words, it's it's the obvious shot. They're not hitting around-the-post shots when the around-the-post shot doesn't make sense, when you know when the, the, the margin is really small, the angle's not quite there, and they're trying to push or press and, and hit that around-the-post shot. They don't do that. What you'll see them do instead, if they don't have an around-the-post shot, is they'll just dump it back into the non-bali zone on the other side and uh, and live to, live to hit another ball, live to uh, play longer. What they're looking for is they're looking to apply pressure, continue to apply pressure, continue to apply pressure until they get the clean put away that they're looking for, the type of put away that just doesn't uh, require a lot of thought and doesn't require a lot of, not thought, but doesn't require a lot of margin of error in order to execute it successfully and win, win the rally. So what they're doing is they're playing basically, which you, you can think about it as being high percentage pickleball. They play high percentage pickleball where they basically work the rally they work the rally, uh, and they basically, uh, you know, keep working the rally until they get to the, uh, end, you know, get to a point in the rally that, or a stage of the rally that they can simply put the ball away easily. So basically, it's all percentages, high percentage shots over and over and over again. If you want to be successful playing pickleball, you can learn that from the, the best players in the game. What you can learn from the best players in the game is to is to hit 
high percentage shots, play high percentage pickleball. Try to avoid going for the you know the crazy you know high risk shot that's going to look good on camera, uh, but it's really at the end of the day just going to win that one rally. Because what you'll find is you'll find the number of errors that you're making, the number of rallies you're giving away, uh, the number of opportunities that you're foregoing by doing that is going to outweigh the advantage of any uh, of going for those big shots of the of the sexy shot. Play high percentages. That's what the pros do. That's what the ones, the, the players who are on the medal stands, the players who are advancing in tournaments, are players who are doing nothing special, but doing everything to play pickleball properly, over and over and over again. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. A little different format this week, being on site, but I wanted to make sure to get this to y'all while it was fresh in the mind. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with your friends. If you enjoyed it, they probably probably will too. Next week, we'll be back with a regular, uh, regular podcast in the regular studio. Until then, be well and enjoy the game. Be safe out there.